I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife, Lynn Weeder, and um, as soon as I can figure out how to talk, we'll keep going with the uh, <laughs> the broadcast here. Sometimes hey, a little harder than I was going to say, it might be early where you are. If so, you understand. <laughs> By the way, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where and how you're watching us today. We are, just to catch you up a little bit, on if you're just, just kind of turning tuning in for the first time, Ever since the beginning of March of this year, the Lord has had us examining and taking the wraps off of fear and what it is, how it works, how it, how it, it sneaks in, <laughs> particularly to a believer's life, because it's got no place. It has no right or nor place in a believer's life. And so what we have seen and what the Lord drew my attention to, uh, actually the end of 2021, is that there are, there's so much fear mm -hmm. and people have become so inoculated to it that they don't even realize That's that it's it. there. Yeah. And the really dangerous part of that is when you don't know it's there but it's still working because it's the reciprocal force to faith. And in, but instead of bringing the blessings and the good things that God has for your life and for your family and for your finances, that's what faith does. But instead, it's the reverse, and it brings everything that Satan tries to bring to the table, all sickness and disease and poverty and lack and, and all of those things, um, confusion and, and strife and everything. That fear facilitates that into people's lives. And so it, it was far, it was past time. Well, the way the Lord put it to me at the end of uh, 2021 was I want you to restart <laughs> the war on fear. And we've been doing it all year long. We've been looking at different aspects of it and, and unwrapping it. And not too long ago, we examined how Satan uses the principle that God implemented of the imagination, <laughs> you know. Uh, we saw, we looked in, in Genesis chapter 11 is where the, you're familiar with the Tower of Babel story, if you remember that. And everyone was in agreement. They are of one language. They spoke the same words. And the Lord came down and he looked at everything they were doing because they said, hey, let's build us a tower that'll reach to the heavens. And the Lord came down and looked at everything and he said, nothing that they have imagined to do can be kept from them. And so the, he confused the languages so that there was not the agreement, the spoken word was not in agreement. Their communication, even trying to communicate one thought to another became disrupted and so they were not able to accomplish that. And so this is where we are. That's kind of the synopsis. I really, really do encourage you 
all of our messages, all of our teachings, our videos, our audio uh, uh, portions, if you'd rather just do audio than, than watch the videos, everything's available on our website. Just go to davidweeder.org. It's all available at no cost to you because of our wonderful, wonderful partners. And so it is there for you, and I encourage you to take advantage of it. There is a wealth of teaching uh, available on there because that's it's, the Lord's really had it on my heart strong to, to let you know that's what these broadcasts are for. I, I don't know if, you, if you've noticed or not, we've, we've got a very simple format. We want you to pull up your chair to the table, Grab a cup of coffee or tea, but get your Bible and get your notebook. And there's a very, very simple reason for that. It's wonderful to get all excited and emotional and you, you see the broadcast that, you know, they've got a bunch of flash in here and this, this slides in and, and all that. And that's wonderful. And, and that's what they're called to do. It's what the Lord's told them to do. That's fine. But here's the thing. All of that, you can get emotionally connected. You can, you can praise, you can sing, you can be joyful and all of that. But you have to learn. You have to learn how this works and how to put it to work in your life in order for it to make a difference. Otherwise, you're just going to be tossed to and fro in these end days of, from all, everything that's coming on this earth, the, from inflation to epidemics and pandemics. I mean, those are the ones that are kind of like been in our face for the last few years. But wars and rumors of wars and inflation and poverty and all of these coming on. But you, as a believer, as a child of God, are supposed to be able to live exempt from all of those things, but you have to know how to do it. It's, 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 it runs and operates by laws. It's not haphazard. It's not, woohoo, we felt good. We praise God today. Okay, now let's go get, let the devil slap us around all day. <laughs> that's not, that's no good. And so that's the purpose of this, of this broadcast. And I'm really like, you made a statement uh, to me several weeks ago Basically, our broadcast is just a matter of someone turned on the camera. <laughs> this is how we live. This is how we live all the time, 24-7. If sickness somehow sneaks in, we don't. our first thought isn't, what doctor are we going to call? Our first thought is, what's the word say about it? And then we act on the word, and then we do the word. And if there's a leading and an instruction to follow up with something in the natural, then that's fine. In most cases where Lynn and I personally are concerned, by the time we have reminded ourselves and Satan what the Word says, how it says it, why it says it, and that it applies to us, most of the time it's already gone, and we don't have to, we don't have to go any further than that. But I just really like the way you said that because this really is... The essence of what this is about is somebody just turned on the camera on, our, on the lives that we were already living. And so we're not novices <laughs> at this. Uh, I remember five years old, uh, my mother worked for what was then Kenneth Copeland Evangelistic Association. It hadn't become Kenneth Copeland Ministries yet, and there were about 12 people on staff. And 
uh, they sent me home from school one day because I was um, breaking out in chickenpox. And I got home. My father was off work that day for some reason. I don't remember why. He was at the house. I got home. And I remember he laid hands on me. We prayed. And we sat there and watched the chicken pox erupt and then disappear, erupt and disappear. And the whole course of the disease just ran in about 15 minutes. And I was free, clear, and healed. This is just the way I grew up. <laughs> so these things work when you put them to work. And that's the, that's the bottom line is you have to learn how to put them to work. And so that's what, that's what this is all about. And I took a lot of time to lay that out, but it's really been on my heart lately because there's, there's a reason for the format of this broadcast and it's for you. And it's so that you can learn to live exempt from these things that are coming on the earth, particularly in these last days. So <laughs> now let's have a word of prayer and we'll pick up where we uh, left off studying on how, what is the biblical way to deal with thoughts and imaginations that are contrary to the word and contrary to how we should be living in the blessing of the Lord. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to share your word and to share victory. For you, your desire is victory in every area of your children's lives. And you've provided the map, you've, you've provided the guidelines, and you've provided anointed preachers and teachers of the word, such as this program, such as us and many, many others, and we're so honored to be a part of doing that. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to get these words, get these teachings to every person on the face of the earth. And sir, I'm asking you right now in faith that not one person that does hear these words or see this broadcast or read it in print, not one person will remain unchanged by the power of the living God in the name of that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. All right, now, remember, we were, start, we were started dealing with imaginations and thoughts and, and how that affects from a, from a standpoint of fear. So let's go over, we're going to begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10 in verse 3 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, what strongholds is he talking about? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought not 99% of them, every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Disobedience of what? Disobedience of thought, the thoughts that don't line up with the word of God. When your obedience is fulfilled. So it's a matter of not only knowing the word, not only monitoring your thought life and your imaginations, not letting your imagination run wild, as they say, monitoring that, but be so ready to jump on it. It's, 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 he, you know, that's what he means by be a readiness to revenge all disobedience of thought. The moment you detect an imagination or a thought that is contrary to what you know the Word of God says about what, he, what His will is for your life, healing and prosperity and joy, be ready to jump on that 
and take authority over it through our weapons. Now, most people are slightly familiar with the weapons. You can find them over in Ephesians chapter 6, and that's where we'll go now. We started last week in looking at each one of those, and um, again, as my favorite... (laughs) is <laughs> my favorite uh, illustration that Brother Hagin used to talk about. We're just looking at it from a slightly different side of the mountain. Uh, we're looking at it always cognizant of, for this study, how does this apply to fear and faith and fear thoughts and fear imaginations? That say, say the, the battleground of the mind is the only thing Satan's got. He can't get to your spirit. The word says it's sealed, okay? He can't get in there into your spirit. It's been recreated. And this the first point that we're, we're going to talk about talks about how it's been recreated. But he can't get there. The only thing he's got is the battlefield of the mind. And so we're looking at our weapons because we just saw they're mighty through God. Now, don't forget, God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. There are a few things that the Word says God is. Now, you look at at St. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word and God are the same. You can scripturally interchange those. So if our weapons are mighty through God, they're mighty through the Word. They're mighty through love. They, they won't work apart from love for their love's armor. You got that? That's, those are two of the first places you need to look. If something's not working in your life, okay, have I been looking in the Word? And the second is, have I been walking in love? That's huge. Yeah, and, and if you're not sure, ask the Lord. Say, Lord, show me any place that I haven't been walking in love. And if you're not getting a clear answer, just ask your wife. She'd be glad to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's look here in Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll just begin in, in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the might the, our, our, our weapons are mighty through God, through love, okay? In the power of His might. We're right, we just, we just located ourselves right here. Put on the whole armor of God, the whole armor of love, the whole armor of the Word, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high or heavenly places. Now, don't be concerned about that. I've actually heard, I've actually had people get afraid reading that scripture. Oh, we're wrestling against demons and devils and stuff. Well, yes, (laughs) we are, but also... It's interesting to note that word wrestle, when you look that word up in the Greek, one of the definitions is just simply strike down. And you have to remember that chapter 1 comes before chapter 6. 
And the Lord already told us, turn back here. I wasn't planning on doing this, but it's, it's important to see these things. Turn back here to chapter 1 of, of Ephesians, and the Lord already told us from what position we are wrestling from. Okay, wrestling? We're wrestling. You can tell I'm from the side. We're wrestling from, <laughs> that we're wrestling from. Look here. Uh, we need to back up here, uh, verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You need to know this. You need to see it, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And you must know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. So if you're a believer, this is you. According to the working of his mighty power, there we are back to the mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Don't read that next verse yet, okay? Now, drop down to chapter two, just on mine is the same page. Drop down and, and uh, look at verse four. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved and has raised us up together. Have, have, H-A-T-H, that's past tense. This has already happened when we were saved, like he just said. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right, now go back up to verse 20 of chapter 1, which he wrought in Christ, okay, so we're in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, we're in him at his right hand in heavenly places. Now read the next verse. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but as also in the world to come and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. Where's the feet? The feet are in the body. So everything, all of those principalities and powers and might and dominion are under our feet already. That's the place from which we wrestle. That's why one of the definitions of wrestle is just simply strike them down. They ain't got no power over us whatsoever. Well, and we also have greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. We already have that power in us to enforce that dominion, to enforce that defeat. And that's one of those things when I see people go, oh my gosh, we had no idea. We ripped up our carpet and found this satanic symbol under our living room. Well, doesn't really matter, especially if you didn't know it. You already have authority over that, and that's just where somebody with a lesser power had already marked the house, but when you moved in, you took authority over that. That doesn't bear any effect on you. Yeah, and if you, and if you, you are moving into a, a new house, take authority over it on purpose. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to dedicate things every to the Lord and every everything in your foot. Truck. Yeah, and that symbol, in that example I'm thinking of, it's already under your feet, literally. Exactly. <laughs> it's under the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back now to uh, verse 11. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, this is back Ephesians 6, against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, the whole armor of love, the whole armor of the word that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. (laughs) I love it. The cross reference there actually says, having overcome all, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, the loins girt about with truth, we we discussed that last broadcast. So go back, if you haven't had an opportunity, just go back and watch that. And we talked about what that means, loins girt about with truth. Now, the breastplate of righteousness. It took us most of all one <laughs> broadcast to get here. <laughs> but that's what we want to we start into is the, the breastplate of righteousness today. It's, uh, it's, most people have a problem with righteousness. They're like, oh, we can't be righteous. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Well, yes, of our own natural selves, our own natural righteousness is. But that's, that's not, not what we we're stand. talking about. We we we've <laughs> we took we we forfeited our own dirty rag righteousness when we got born again. Now turn back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and uh, let's see, let's see what, whether we are qualified to wear the breastplate of righteousness or not. Let's look at at verse 17 in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ or any person, if you're in any person, then you qualify if you're in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new one translation says a new species of being that never existed before. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become brand new. Glory to God. And all things are of God. All things are of love. All things are of the word. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. To know, as to wit is uh, old English, it seems to know, to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. He's not holding anything against anybody. The blood of Jesus covers it all, bless God. And has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God, for he has made him, now listen closely, he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus knew no sin whatsoever, but he, but God made him to be sin. 
and just because we knew no righteousness whatsoever, ours was filthy rags, but he made us the righteousness of God the moment you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You were made. I remember an illustration years ago that I heard, and I, I, I think it was Brother Copeland that, that said it. You know, if you put a Volkswagen in the garage and close the door, and when you open the door the next morning, it is not going to be a Cadillac sitting there. Right. Why? Because it was made a Volkswagen. You would have to melt that thing down and, and rebuild, recreate that entire vehicle <laughs> to be, to open and, and, and add a bunch of stuff to it. <laughs> to open that door the next morning and there'd be a Cadillac sitting there. Well, let me tell you, he recreated your and my and her human spirit when we accepted Jesus as our Lord, it was recreated into a Cadillac. <laughs> he added a bunch of stuff to it and made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not righteous in and of yourself, but you are righteous in Christ Jesus. Now, I want, I want you to keep that in mind as we go into this video segment. Okay, this is a very important video segment. I want to tell you something about it afterwards, but I want you to get involved in this with us. I'll be right back. My name is Sergio Alvarado, and I grew up on the streets of Juarez, Mexico. I know the streets. The heartbeat of this ministry is to reach the kids. I know the pain and what it's like to be without food, without a place to live, and without parents. That's why, when God delivered me and brought hope in my life, I felt the call to bring hope back to the people that need it the most. It's my heart, and I believe the heart of God, to make a difference and impact in Juarez, Mexico. We are making a difference. We are changing the lives of the next generation. Wow, isn't that something? Now, I'm telling you right now, I just got back from there yesterday. <laughs> and we're gonna have to update this segment because wow. The changes there have been has, amazing. Oh man, it has grown and it has, it has changed and improved and, and more people are being reached and you're part of it. If you are a partner with David Weeder Ministries, then you are a partner with that project in Juarez because we're a partner with Alvarado Ministries International in getting that, getting that whole, uh, the, the food bank and the, the chapel and the, all everything that they're, they're doing. The vision there. for that is amazing. It's huge, it's amazing. And we're, we're so honored to be a part. It's always so much fun to go down there and preach and teach and, and love on the children, just bless them and, and lay our hands on them and, and healings and miracles take place, salvations left and right. And, but it, 
They're doing James chapter two. They're put corresponding action. They don't just say, oh, be filled, bye-bye. Yeah. They fill them. <laughs> they fill them up, praise that God. kitchen and the dining shoes area. And and shoes and clothes yeah. and everything, praise Blankets. God. Hey, it's a wonderful time, so you know you can go to our website and find out more about it too. Now, until next week, Lynn and I love you so much. God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. You can also listen to our broadcast on iTunes. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.